When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Avery. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. You mean the Dallas Stars. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hey, what's up, everyone? That's Kevin. Oh, no, Kevin is not here. In his words, he's dealing with some shit, and he could not make it in time to record the pod. So, other than that, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. What, what do you think Kevin's actually dealing with? Mm, that's a good question. I feel like we should open it up to the audience and have them vote or something. But, uh, I mean, it's probably work-related. Probably work-related. So, just to set the scene, it's uh, about 6.30 our time. So, what do you think Kevin is dealing with? Yes. And uh, I don't know how many more details we can really give without his consent. So, he works in an office. Is that fair to say? Yes, he does work in an office. Okay. And he uh, he does things in that office. It's a fairly laid-back environment. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like a startup-y office type deal. They have ping pong tables and stuff. So um, maybe he's doing that. Who knows? Ping pong tournament. Who knows? So we're moving on without him. And uh, I mean, just before we get going here, I was gonna, you know, pick a contest winner for our our free T-shirt. But Tommy suggested that we should wait another week. We should. I th- think we should give people uh, opportunity to continue to retweet and uh and follow um if you go to the quack attack pod on twitter our pin tweet retweet it follow us and you're eligible to win that t-shirt now simply following us is not doesn't work you have to do both so yeah we have a good number of retweets but need some more yes what tommy said also facebook there's a post there i'll i'll even do this i if you like and share it on Facebook, the post that's up there for this contest. And you like our page, obviously. I'll give you two entries in the contest. So, double the chance for you to win. So, yeah, we're going another week. Uh, and then we'll reveal the contest winner, you know, next week. Now, we were going to have a guest this week. I thought I had, I thought I had a very good guest lined up. But uh, it kind of went radio silent. So uh, right, kind of right before it, uh, right before we were supposed to record. So uh, we're still working on it. I'm, I'm working on some people hardcore. So hopefully we get some other people onto the pod uh, again. But right now, just Tommy and I. And Tommy, what is our topic today? Well, today we actually have a slew of topics. We're gonna do a, a grab bag. We've done this before. Uh, only once before, where we t- essentially take some minor topics and hash them out. And I think we got some good ones today. 
Yes. So the last time we did it, I was going through. Last time we did it was episode 13. So we're like almost 70 episodes in between the grab bags. So we felt it was time to do. And I mean, these are all really quack questions that kind of got backed up. And we uh, haven't had time to really discuss them. I mean, the first one is actually the most recent one. And I thought it was a very good quack question. From comes from at Reeves 53 he says, thought came to me during the prom episode. Did Linda only date Charlie to change the warrior name? Now, interesting uh, interesting possibility here. Obviously, we know Linda fighting to change the demeaning warrior name. Charlie is the captain. Well, he was the captain at the time of the JV team at the time uh, Linda first met him. And, you know, he's this hotshot new guy. You link up with him, get his support, it could work here. And really the first thing that happens is Linda comes up to Charlie. Charlie's obviously wearing his Mighty Ducks jersey at the time. She comes up to him and says, do you want to sign this petition? Does she know that Charlie is a member of the hockey team? I don't see how she could not know, even if she's oblivious to hockey. Um, in terms of not liking the sport, she goes to a school, a prep school, who's essentially lifeblood is hockey. Mm-hmm. And now they just brought in these very high-profile athletes. So you know there's probably a good amount of media coverage. And she's definitely heard about the Ducks that are coming in. And so even if she doesn't like know ne- like who all these people are, she she has to know that the Ducks are coming in. And to see some yokel with a Ducks jersey, she has to put two and two together. Yeah, see, I agree, because at the beginning, they have that assembly, and it seemed like it was a school-wide assembly to introduce the Ducks. So you figure she's in the auditorium as Charlie and the crew kind of bashes through the back, falls through the curtain and stuff. And Charlie's wearing his Mighty Ducks jersey. He says, we're the Ducks. He's obviously recognizable. So... I think Linda is trying to get on the bandwagon. I don't know if um, Linda just gets with Charlie, like, romantically, for lack of a better word, because of that. Because it is risky, because Linda's just sitting on the bench when Charlie comes over and starts hitting on her. They talk about Pantera and stuff. Um, Does, I mean, is that a thing where Linda's there and, like, knows Charlie getting on the bus? Or is that just sort of a chance meeting i think she definitely knows um going back to their first meeting i think it's uh definitely a plan like she waits for charlie to be alone knowing that he is uh gonna be against the warrior's name and like eventually in terms of maybe him wanting to be like keep with the ducks and so she goes up assuming maybe that he's gonna sign right away because he's gonna be against the warrior's name and so he he offers that resistance so then I think she has to kind of adjust on the fly and then play hard to get, which is like, oh, you're just a jock, never mind. Knowing that, you know, he's going to say, well, I'm, I'm just a duck or whatever. I'm not a warrior, I'm a duck. And then she kind of scopes out his schedule and makes it known or makes sure that he sees her, like, sitting on the bench one day. See, it makes sense, but I can also see how that is a very risky move because they did not leave on great terms. So, Charlie may not, like, talk to her at all if they're sitting on the bench. So, I think that's where the other side comes in. Maybe Linda gave it a shot, and she sat there, and then she was like, oh, 
it's not going to work with this guy. He's too jockety. And then I think the other thing would be when does she really get the idea? Because is it right away? And then does she give up? And then kind of realize once Charlie's interested in her, like at the bench, that she kind of reignites the idea? Mm -hmm. Or is she just kind of pushing through the whole time to try to get Charlie on board with this? I think maybe she's pushing through and maybe kind of like the idea has its ups and downs. And it is very ambitious for her to want to change the school's no name (laughs) yeah very ambitious um so i don't know maybe it just kind of chance works itself out that she's on the bench by herself but i think her initial play was like if i can get the ducks behind me we and they're like really good we can get it changed and then maybe it doesn't work out and then maybe this is just kind of like her year-long endeavor because it seems like a good amount of time has passed between her asking him to sign the petition and then the bench episode and mm-hmm. Charlie's like, I don't like anything about the school except you. And it's like, they've had one eight second conversation, yeah. which is very weird. So yeah, she sticks with him after the, after Charlie blows up on the ice and stuff. And I think that is kind of like a sign that, that she has some uh, nefarious motives, I guess. Cause like, okay, Charlie is like, okay come on go to this hockey game and then first game she goes to he breaks his stick on the post gets thrown in the penalty box i don't think you would go back to that like seeing that display and then be like oh yeah i'll give him unless a shot. she wants like a bad boy oh maybe maybe i was not a teenage girl so that might be <laughs> the thing that might be the thing to do now does she know that bombay is in and around this whole situation here. Hmm. Do you think maybe she was kind of like a plant the whole time to help kind of uh, very early on? She's asking people to change the warrior name, knowing that they're going to want to change the ducks. And that way to kind of get people to start thinking about, yeah, maybe we should get away with the warrior's name eventually. And then when Bombay unveils the ducks, everyone's like, oh, we were thinking about changing anyway. So this is fine. So maybe she was just kind of on the payroll, the Bombay payroll, to kind oh. of work the uh, work the school. Interesting. Yeah, because you have to realize, like, they are very uh, connected to this duck's name. So maybe, yeah, maybe she is either on the payroll or realizes that this is her chance. And, and it could be, like, one of those subplots where she's paid to, you know, kind of get Charlie to like her, but then she ends up falling for Charlie in just one of those kinds of uh, overdone plots. Yeah, a little romantic comedy type action there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, back to the original question. Did Linda only date Charlie to change the warrior name? Initially, yes. But at the end, I think they like each other. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so she doesn't like turn after that and be like, okay, I'm done with you, Charlie. Nah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say yes as well. I did not consider that that second part where she actually does kind of fall for Charlie. I like it, though. I like it there. So there you go. K. Reeves, 53. Next question comes from at totally offside or totally underscore offside if you want to be exact. We do. Uh, exact. We, we strive for perfection here. Uh, his question, or her, honestly, 
is if the Mighty Ducks were watching this Dallas-Minnesota series, would they cheer for the Wild or the former Miller Stars? Good question here now. Very topical. Yeah, if you don't follow NHL, the Dallas Stars, who were once the Minnesota North Stars and moved to Dallas in 1993, are now playing the team based in Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild. So I think this has to go on a sort of case-by-case basis. Did you figure Dwayne, definitely a Dallas Star. Dwayne, Dallas Stars, all the way. Yeah, and... See, if you, yeah, when you throw in the D2 people in here, it gets interesting because, I mean, you have Luis Mendoza. Does he care about this series at all? And which one does he root for? I think maybe all like the, like the, the new ducks or whatever from D2 who stay with them, they might pull for the wild mm-hmm. just because they're in Minnesota. And so I can imagine them going to like a few hockey games. Mm-hmm. And so I've always noticed, even if you have your team, you know, back home, and then you move somewhere else, and you go, you might pull for that team. It's like, oh yeah, it's fine, and all my buddies like them, um, so I'll I'll pull for them when they're not playing my team. So if Mendoza is like a Panthers fan, he like gets to Minnesota, and then he's like, yeah, sure, I'll pull for the pull for the Wild. But then again, when did the Wild like come back? I was just thinking that I want to say it was like ninety eight, maybe or maybe. Maybe even later than that, maybe like early 2000s. But because that is the other question, there's a little gap there. So, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so they wouldn't have been going to wild games. Yeah, so, and you have these Minnesota people who uh, maybe are spurned by uh, the stars. Okay, so the team was founded in 1997, but they didn't start playing until 2000. Interesting. Okay, so. They know that they know the team's coming in '97, so he's yeah. like a year after, so it's sophomore year of Eden Hall. So, team moves in '93, and they are right around 10-11 in between D1 and D2. So, that could be a traumatic event for many of these uh, many of these players. So they may they probably did not follow the stars down in terms of their fandom do you think i think some of them might have because if you think about it if they're gonna hate anyone it's the owner Mm -hmm. and i think they really like a lot of like former minnesotans or minnesotans really did hate the owner for what what they did to move the team but you're gonna still like support the players so i remember when i was a kid i used to live in connecticut and the whalers moved to carolina Mm. and then carolina won like the stanley cup a couple years later and I remember being like, oh, it, you know, it could have been us, but I still pulled for the Hurricanes, even though I wasn't like a huge hockey fan. So, okay, yeah, I think. And, and another thing is, um, I do know a lot of people who were uh, Houston Oilers fans, and they moved to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They became Titans fans. Now that might have been because they're like, hell no, I'm not cheering for the Cowboys. So I think team loyalty does stick around, and you just hate the ownership or something. Yes. See, the other aspect here is they, quote-unquote, had a team named after them. So you have the Mighty Ducks. That's true. And, I I mean, Stars are in the Western Conference. Ducks are in the Western Conference. I don't know. Obviously, the Wild come into the Western Conference as well. So does that kind of muddy things? If we're just saying there's 
these two teams playing in this series, which side do they root for? Does the Ducks sort of fandom play in at all for any of these kids? Hmm. Gosh, I don't know. This is difficult. Yeah. Uh, like, you feel like – I look at some hard-headed ones like, like Conway, who I assume just jumps on the Ducks bandwagon because they're his team. Yeah. They had a team name. I could see, like, maybe, like, Tommy and Tammy Duncan, like, swearing off the Ducks because, like, they didn't want me on D2 or something like that. Oh. So, screw them. I'm not the, like – I don't cheer for those imposter ducks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we're the original ducks. You can't name another team after us or something like that. Yeah, that is definitely in play as well. So I don't. I'm not really sure how this would kind of split up here. So you have you have Luis, Russ, Wu, uh, Portman, and Gaffney all come in in D two, mm-hmm. and we're saying that they would kind of stick in with the wild yeah so if they're if they're still in minnesota at the time they're going with the wild which they should be considering they're in uh they're at eden hall so they're spending at least part of the time in minnesota with the wild yeah we're not really sure about portman comes back so we're not really sure if he makes it through but now i mean for the rest you have averman minnesota boy I could imagine him following the North Stars, and then when the Wild come in, like he still pulls for the Stars secretly, but he'll go to Wild games. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's probably really torn. Okay, now, so does he does he root for does he root for one team in this series at all? Well, it's also interesting, like when right before the Wild came back, the Stars were really good. It's true. So like, what they win a cup in like ninety nine? Yeah, ninety. Uh, yeah. And so I can imagine them being like, yeah, they moved, but man, they're really good. And like Mike Madonna, everyone, it's like such a fun team. And so they, I can imagine them latching back onto the stars. That's a great point. So they win the ninety nine cup, which would be right around the time these kids are graduating from high school. So that could just lend them that could just cement their star status. I, I could see them being like. I'm a Del- I'm a Stars fan, but I pull for the Wild. Yeah, as their like second team. Yeah. Okay. But then it's of course when they're in the playoffs now, it's who do you who do you pull for? Mm, that's tough. I think at mm, I I think it very it very much depends on what happens to these kids after. If they're still in Minnesota, I think they root for the Wild just because it's fun to hop on the home team bandwagon. Yeah. You're like a Minnesotan and stuff like that if you go off to some random place if somebody moves to like tennessee or something Mm -hmm. i think they're like they stick with their childhood allegiance to the stars yeah i think you're right awesome perfect very Uh, good question yes totally offside good question uh next question comes from at jared beasley how would d2 play out if the Ducks added a couple Hawks instead of the other five they added. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so we're, first of all, we're taking away Gaffney, Mendoza, Portman, Robertson, Russ, and Wu, and we're just adding five Hawks, which would probably be, I mean, would McGill be added here? I think that, that determines a lot. I think McGill is not added. Okay. 
so does Tibbles know the the history behind this? I think Tibbles does his homework. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting because then you're basically marketing the team entirely differently. Because I mean, they wanted Bombay leading them, the Miras, the Minnesota Miracle Man. Yeah, and so it essentially kind of ruins the narrative because you're taking his team, and then you're just like, oh, then we're adding all the like the other players from that league. And you're also not able to market the team nearly as well with a bunch of Minnesotans. Yeah, you. I think you market it as like Minnesota first the world, and you try to hit that Minnesota market super hard. The, yeah. the hardcore hockey fans in Minnesota. And so, so I don't think it would happen. But if it did, I can't imagine a team comprised of Ducks and Hawks doing very well. I mean, Banks would have to play a huge leadership role, and I really don't see him able to do that. And I still think Jesse harbors like ill will. I agree. I think it's a disaster. Like you might be able to add Larson on, and he might be able to fit in. But yeah. if you're adding four more Hawks, probably another goalie who is better than Goldberg, who is definitely better than Goldberg. <laughs> then you, I mean, right there, you're kind of splitting the room because you have the Hawks who are going for their guy. They're gonna want their guy in the net. And then you have the Ducks who don't want anything to do with their with the Hawks. So they're going to be rooting for Goldberg. You're splitting the room right there. It would take really creative coaching to get that team to play well. Exactly. And if you and look, you, w- you wouldn't even have Dwayne to like rope them up and like oh, tie them all together to do those team building exercises. That's a great point. You just change the whole dynamic of the practices. There's no square dancing at the camp. That's a very good point. Uh, you don't have Jans as new ducks and old ducks or whatever. It, it would just be like ducks and hawks. So, they don't oh, fly so together. you don't think that Bombay could bring them together even in that like final type? Deal? I think you'd have to like rebrand them or something. You'd have to go. We're Team USA, or like we're Minnesota. You're representing your state. And remember, Charlie's like, can't we be USA Ducks? And so, like, all the ducks would be like. You know, we're losing our image. And the Hawks would... I don't know how the Hawks would feel. They might feel like, yeah, because I don't want to be known as, like, a USA duck. I'm Team USA all the way. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you the Ducks' performance suffers because of it. I could see that. I could see that. Banks gets injured in that Iceland game, and Russ Tyler fills in for him. If that happens... Again, do are we are we counting Russ Tyler in this situation? Does he is he allowed to come in? Hmm. Gosh, you know I don't know because Charlie might not have even been like scouting had he know, known that because you know he's like oh you know I thought he'd be like a better player or whatever or better yeah. coach. Yeah, I um, like obviously you assume you get a little butterfly effect here, but. Mm-hmm. If you assume the Do- Hawks change out for the new people in D2, then Banks isn't in that exact same position, doesn't get slashed down. Maybe he doesn't get injured at all. So I think. Yeah, and does Banks play better ha- having like the Hawks? Because the Hawks, you f- feel like, are superior players to all the Ducks. Yeah, and I feel like they have been getting Banks the puck before. They're yeah. used to playing with them. There's, that is a great point. There's some chemistry there. But there's also some hatred there now because Banks is a traitor. Or do you just like really make a really unique line of like, because if you have five Hawks, you could just put them all in the same line, right? Oh, yeah. And then maybe do it that way. (laughs) 
which I'm not, I don't think would be the greatest strategy, but if you're having a lot of chemistry issues. Yeah, it would be an interesting sort of experiment because you just say, okay, you go out there and do your thing, mm-hmm. and then the Ducks would just go out and do their thing. It would be uh, – I don't think it would be great for, like, team chemistry or togetherness, camaraderie, but it could work at least – early on just mm-hmm. to have the hawks play together but again mm, i don't think i think it would backfire because then you yeah. would, you would have to get in a situation where you're splitting them up at some point uh whether it's like a, somebody gets caught on a line change or something and then they have nothing and they hate each other so uh i don't think that would work all that well i also think you might have problems potentially i think the hawks are still extremely bitter and so they would not want to, you know, join the Ducks or break bread with them or whatever. And so maybe you have these five players who are actually really good, you know, not on the same level as Banks, but better than the Ducks. And maybe those five best players don't want to play with the Ducks. They say, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, I know it's Team USA, but I'm not playing with the Ducks. So then you can't even get the best Hawks to play. You oh. get maybe, like, the leftovers. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think the team just gets obliterated in any kind of international competition. Yeah, they're going to beat, you know, Trinidad, and they're going to beat Italy. But similar outcome against Iceland. They can't bounce back. They probably get waxed by Germany or Russia. Yeah. Yeah, so what are you saying? Like a bronze medal? If they're lucky. If they're lucky. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned before, it wasn't really like the class of the hockey world that went over there to compete in the Junior Goodwill Games. Uh, Canada bowed out seemingly early from what we could tell from one newspaper article uh showing yeah so i could see i could see like a bronze maybe because russia beats iceland so you figure russia's got a pretty good squad i could see them like barely escaping group play and then like advancing from the quarterfinals to the semifinals and then getting soundly beaten and then having to play in the third place game mm-hmm like now, you'd think like the group play was a wake up call, they win the quarterfinal and then just get spanked in the quarter in the semis. Hmm. Okay. Now the thing it all kind of relies on here is Bombay and his kind of coaching ability. Does he have any kind of inspiration to bring these people together? If he does, it has to be like all in. He can't you know, diverge like he does in D2 where he, you know, slicks back his hair, you know, Pat Riley style. And so unless he does that in a way to get the Ducks and Hawks to kind of unite it, make him the common enemy. Oh, oh. And then be like, you guys came together, you know, something like that. You know, all it took was a common enemy, me like playing them basically. And then being like, now... Look at Iceland. That's your enemy. Like you guys came together for something bigger than like ducks versus ducks versus hawks, but but at the same time we've already proven that Bombay is like a genius coach from what he's done. So well, yeah, I mean you just brought up an interesting point though. Did Bombay at any part in D two realize that he could turn into this hated figure to make these new ducks and old ducks kind of go against him and combine to unite against him and so and so captain blood he may have but 
I think, I don't know, maybe, because maybe he wanted them to get trounced by Iceland, knowing that if they were competitive or if they won, maybe they'd get lazy in the later, in the medal rounds. Yeah, that is risky, though, because it seemed like Tibbles was very much in trouble after they got trounced by Iceland and whatnot. So I think early on he doesn't realize it, but I think there's a case to be made that, like, once he... He at some point he sort of realizes that he's hated and these this whole team has united against him, and he could kind of harness this. Mm-hmm. So, because all he does is apologize, and then they're all like right back and they're best friends and they're really strong and they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Just in D2, there's a question whether that was actually needed. Because it seems like they kind of band together before that. Yeah, it was at training camp. They yeah. banded together. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe he realizes that with the Hawks. But I guess we're saying that it, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I'm saying for sure no gold medal. I'm not even sure they advance to the medal round. I would put them at a bronze just because I don't think there's much... You think the competition isn't yeah. as strong? Yeah. yeah, I think just the pure talent uh, kind of pushes them to bronze. But other than that, disastrous. I think it's disastrous from start to finish in terms of uh, chemistry and getting along, stuff like that. I don't think that Bombay realizes it, that he can harness this uh, hatred towards him. I also wonder if he plays off the, like, I used to be – a hawk angle. Yeah. And I used to be a duck, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but I don't see it. Yeah. Anywho, if you want to give your thoughts to us, quacktech.com. Contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter. Go there. Send, retweet, follow for the shirt. <laughs> I, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say there. Uh, Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. We're on Stitcher. We're also now on the Google Play Music Store for Android users. So I'll uh, put a link in the show notes. But I just got an email about that. So easier for Android users to listen to us on their phone now. Make sure to let us know what you think Kevin was doing. Yeah. Go to iTunes. Give us five-star rating. Write a review on your theory about what Kevin was doing. As we mentioned, it is now 7.05 on a Wednesday that we're recording this. So give us your theory on what Kevin is doing right now. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. <laughs>